1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Good Thursday afternoon and welcome into Grant and Danny. February 1st, 2024. The search is over. 24 days in. The Commanders have hired Dan Quinn as their brand new head coach. We'll be breaking the transaction down from all angles all day long. We're taking you up to 6.30. We will have insightful guests. And we've got a lot of discussions to have on this search, which led to Dan Quinn. How we got here, it was circuitous. And at times, the optics weren't great for this new ownership group. But they seem very happy. All systems go now for new GM Adam Peters, and he's picked head coach Dan Quinn to run
3: this football team. This, given what's happened the last few days, at this point, it's not a surprise. But if you told me on January 15th, three weeks plus ago, after Green Bay had just boat raced Dan Quinn's Dallas Cowboys, I don't, I don't I'm not saying oh his defense is bad that game you can't harm. That's not what I'm talking about. But after that point, if you'd have said he'll be the head coach of Washington, I'd have said I don't believe you, Ron Burgundy. Sal, they hired consultants. They hired Bob Myers. They hired uh, Rick Spielman, and they they paid all the money and they beat the bushes for a guy that you could have found by asking, uh, conducting a Twitter poll. Like this is this is not why you hire the consultants to to beat all the bushes and find the next great thing that nobody's seen before. Seven different teams passed. If you were excited about it, you could have done this weeks ago as other teams were scrambling to get their guy. It's, it just hard, it's hard to feel inspired about it. None of that changes the fact that there's a lot of work to be done. He might be good. It might be bad. might be something in between. We have no idea. But it's hard to feel confident and powerful and great about that search.
2: Yeah, here is hoping that Dan Quinn's excellent and that second time around, he learned the lessons he needed to learn in a mediocre run in Atlanta – and that he has a lengthy and successful tenure, and 12 years from now, when he decides to retire, he's won three Super Bowls, all right? That's the hope, for sure. But the chance that he was their number one option all along is probably minuscule. I don't believe that when this search started, they didn't have a favorite. I think they did, and they didn't get him. And I don't believe that as recently, even as 72 hours ago, right after the NFC Championship game, that after they had done their batch of first interviews, Dan Quinn was the expected option. I think he was kind of the worst case scenario, break glass in case of emergency. We feel okay if we end up with Dan Quinn. Probably how we got here. But we'll go into the specifics of his resume and why the team is going to be able to suggest this is a good hire. Because, look. I have made it very clear. I'm not going to change my tune today personally. This is not the hire I would have made. I'm not excited about this by any means. I waited three and a half years to get out of the Rivera era. And this is, to me, a very, very similar thing. The difference is you now have a new ownership group that gives you a chance. You now have an adult as a general manager who I happen to think will be a terrific evaluator in free agency and in the draft. And if you gave even Rivera those things the ownership group that he's got now, Uh, Dan Quinn has in his back pocket, the uh, GM that handpicked him. I think Rivera would have had more success here. So this can absolutely work. No one's sitting here telling you that it's not going to work. But if it does, you're one of the few teams that's pulled it off. I mean, you're trying to do something that most clubs have not been able to successfully do, which is hire a defensive-minded head coach and have that guy succeed in your program. I'll go through all the numbers. I've been crunching them all day long. I've got a lot of data for you. I have got. I know you guys hate the word analytics. I've got some numbers for you guys on defensive head coaches and the lack of success they've had in the league here recently. But I hope Washington bucks the trend, and we're all clanking blizzards together and celebrating with Monday DQ days on Grant and Danny for years to come. I really do. That's what I want.
3: I... Get, I... There are so many more important things to me. I, obviously, the head coach is a critical figure in, in in the franchise. But long-term vision, long-term importance, the general manager being empowered, competent, smart, good, having a great staff, to me, is more important. That's something that I still feel good about, even though we're still talking about Rivera holdovers as part of the organization, which I'm skeptical about, but you rubber will meet the road. Getting the quarterback right. Who's on his staff? Because it can't just be the offensive coordinator that they get right now, because that guy's going to go. Do you have a pipeline? Do you have a, a group in developments? So you don't. The well doesn't run dry like happened to say Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. You got a couple great offensive coordinators in a row. Those guys become head coaches. You fall off a cliff. You can't get a job. Same thing happened to Dan Quinn the first time, by the way. Right? You lose Kyle Shanahan. The next year they were decent. Then you fall off a cliff, and it's like, what happened? Seems pretty obvious to me. So, getting a lot of things right here will make or break this regime.
2: The OC hire is going to be fascinating. You're hearing names from all over the place. The one that's being most reported, and I don't know what that's worth because everything about this process that was reported seemingly was incorrect circuit to circuit. But it sounds like Clint Kubiak, who's the passing game coordinator for the 49ers working under Kyle Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator recently for the Minnesota Vikings could be named the OC for Dan Quinn. That That's not Anything anyone's going hard with, but they're saying, look out for this. This is a name to watch. It makes a lot of sense. Peters was in San Francisco with him this season. You want to grab someone from the Shanahan tree. Obviously, Clint Kubiak's dad, Gary, coached under Mike for a long time, was a Super Bowl champion head coach with the Denver Broncos. It's all that same offense, that same mm-hmm. Shanahan-Kubiak stuff. Uh, and I think Clint Kubiak's going to be a head coach. It'd be a great offensive coordinating hire. It's, it would be wonderful if that's who they bring in. As it pertains to developing the number two overall pick, which is probably the most important thing that happens here. Hopefully Peters is great. Hopefully Quinn's the man. The number two pick being a baller is probably more important than either of those two things. And entrusting the development of that player now to your coordinator and your quarterback's coach becomes tantamount. And what is so vital and so paramount is who you hire. But to your point, you bring in Clint Kubiak, awesome, love the hire. He will be gone if it goes well with Drake May or Jaden Daniels a year from now. Best case, you pull a Bobby Slowick and he comes back. Or maybe he's a weirdo and he just stays forever like he's Ben Johnson. But more than likely, he leaves immediately as a hot commodity. So is there someone you can layer underneath of him? Can he bring one of the other guys from San Francisco who's working at, with a position group, who's the quarterback's coach? And then when Kubiak leaves, you develop that guy. The 49ers have a pipeline. They've done it. No other team has been able to. But if you're the first team to put that together and do it, then there's a gleam, men. That with Dan Quinn for years, establishing the culture, being a leader, giving a rah-rah speech, doing all that stuff that they're enamored with, you can have an offensive pipeline possibly. But that's what it takes here. But I am kind of between two minds, Danny, of how I wanted to go about this today. Mm-hmm. There's two ways for me to approach this, right? One is... To look at this from the team's perspective as best I can, to give the benefit of the doubt to an ownership group that I am happy is here and isn't Dan Snyder, and to a general manager that I was ravenous to have had hired, who I do trust implicitly. That's angle one. I'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. The other, though, is, and you're just going to have to forgive me, guys, for having my own opinion here that my perspective is that I would not have done this. And I have to be honest about that. I'm not going to go 0-60 to and all of a sudden break out the pom-poms like they did some awesome thing. I will admit I'm not a billionaire owner, right? I I don't own three teams in three sports. I'm not an elite GM like Adam Peters. I'm not a former GM of the Vikings like Rick Spielman. And I wasn't the architect of an NBA dynasty Uh, like Bob Myers. I'm just a boy. And I just study football for a bunch of hours a day with a lot of information that says this is not the correct way to go about this. But they've decided to. So here we are. I just have to make sense now of hoping that this offensive staff develops this quarterback into being a stud. Because if that happens, this can work. There's a couple of places, not many, but there's two that I can think of in the NFL where defensive-minded head coaches over several years have had a lot of success in this era right now. And that is Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh and Sean McDermott in Buffalo. But for the most part, it hasn't worked. When it started for me, and this is what's difficult, If you, I think you did actually say the first day of the search, like what is the worst case scenario for you? And for me, the worst case scenario in this process when it began after they fired a defensive coordinating leader of men cut from you know, the, the Rivera claw mm-hmm. was that they ended up with a defensive coordinating leader of men in the same drawer as Rivera, and Quinn and Rivera are are similar in that way. Rivera, former NFC South head coach, got to the Super Bowl the year as quarterback, won MVP, was a little bit over five hundred in the NFC South, is beloved by players and media, and a really nice guy, likes to say, be where your feet are. Quinn, now here's his resume, it's very different. Hmm. He's a former NFC South head coach who got to the Super Bowl the year that his quarterback won MVP, Who's a little over 500 in the NFC South, was beloved by players and media who likes to say, be where your feet are. It's tough for me to get overly excited. I waited for three and a half years. I hoped that it was going to be the thing I wanted. I didn't get what I wanted. I'm not going to throw a fit. I'll move along and try to see it from their way.
3: How we got here matters to me. It may not matter to most of you. I'm going, so you've taken your turn to apologize kind of in advance. Here's mine. I can't get over the process. Some people won't care. Either way, they he's the head coach, move on. It's training camp time, it's OTA time, it's football time. And if you can do that, that's great. I care about how. I'll give you two examples, both locally here in Washington. The process that led the Washington Capitals to move on from George McPhee and land on Brian McClellan did not inspire confidence. It didn't. This wide-ranging search for one of the lieutenants, who, probably, who may or may not have said yes to Peter Forsberg for Marty Erat, Right? That, we're going, no, no, no. We need out of that. Ryan McCullin's been awesome. He has been. It worked out. The process that led us to Tommy Shepard. How could you possibly go in for one of Ernie's, uh, uh, you know, uh, lieutenants, one of his top dogs, one of the guys that was either in the room without? Very uninspiring process. Led to bad results. The point is, there's no one thing about a process that doesn't work out great or like you'd like. That guarantees one result or the other. I can't get over that this process was disappointing. That's it. I I, I will. I am focused on that until the next thing. Well, I'll it, do. I'll do the next thing when the next thing happens. Correct.
2: But also, it needs to be said that the process looks whether reality is perception or not. I don't know. We don't know. But the process looks like they did not get their first or maybe their second favorite guy.
3: If you had the steamies initially for Dan Quinn. Let's say that they did, okay? It wouldn't have looked this way. I agree with that. that. That, to me, is inescapable. So, for people that are that are stopping their feet and crawling and saying, yeah, I love this guy because because run the ball or something. Who knows what, whatever your they logic is. They didn't even
2: interview him for like eight days for the second time after he got eliminated. They were in no rush to talk to him again.
3: This is the point. Seven other teams who said, we're not waiting around because what if for the sake of argument, Mike McDonald tells us no. What if Anthony Weaver tells us no? What if Ben Johnson tells us no? We're gonna go get somebody else, didn't snatch him up from you. They didn't. They snatched Raheem Morris. They snatched other guys that 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 you know were 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 viable candidates. They said, We're not waiting around. We got somebody. You waited this long, clearly for other options because of the timeline and the calendar. If you were blown away by Dan Quinn, whether I agreed with that or not, I'm not in the, I'm not in the meeting rooms. I'm not doing the uh, the, uh, the interviews. I have no idea what's said, what's not. I have no idea what your metrics are. I have no clue. But if they had the, you guys, this dude is special, it wouldn't have looked this way. I, ca- I will not get over that. I cannot get over that. To me, that is the indisputable part of this entire proceeding. None of that changes that he might be great, that he might be mediocre. He might be terrible. I have no idea. The way that we got here right now matters to me more than it seems like anybody else. Yeah,
2: everybody on Planet Earth thought Ben Johnson was going there. The GM's agent, the the guy running the search Myers, the agent for Ben Johnson, you know, they're seen together at the San Francisco Detroit game. You'll have to forgive me for thinking that at some point you might have wanted Ben Johnson before he decided to stay in Detroit. But it's Dan Quinn And if you're just joining us, that is the news of the day. Here on Grant and Danny, the Commanders have named Dan Quinn their head coach. He will succeed Ron Rivera. Feels a little bit like the meme of the dad who's wearing that purple pattern button-down shirt. You know, the guy who's sitting in the shirt that his kids just gave him. Mm -hmm. And he's going to replace the old worn-out one with a couple of stains and wrinkles with the new one. Little Spider-Man meme for sure. What I would say, though, is, and this is not for the team as much as For Dan Quinn backers. Don't waste any time trying to, like, differentiate between him and Rivera. Okay? Because that's the first thing I've noticed that people get very upset about (laughs) is they go, he's not like Rivera, man. No, no, no. Don't waste your time. There are categories of coaches. Coaches reside in buckets. They're in drawers, right? Last time, four years ago, you hired a head coach. You went into the bucket of, we want a leader of men to build a culture who's defensive-minded and who you know people are going to say nice things about. That's what you did. Dan Quinn was in the same drawer. You you kind of moved Dan Quinn to the side and you grabbed Ron Rivera. Then this time you pulled out Dan Quinn. That's what happened. But here is the better angle. It's not that Dan Quinn's so much different or he's eight years younger and he has more energy. And this is why the better angle here is to say, hey, don't be heartbroken that this is the same as the thing that you hated for three and a half years. He's not going to run personnel. Rivera was running personnel. You had a coach centric model that Mm -hmm. I don't think works very well. And there was a front office here, led by the Marty Party, that proved that they couldn't do it. That They could not, in free agency, hit a high enough batting average. They could not, in the draft, get a base hit, let alone a high enough batting average. And for those reasons, we decided this is not going to work. So they don't have a general manager. So the argument should be, if Rivera was here under the Hogs, Harris ownership group, and Adam Peters... Wouldn't Rivera have had more success? And my answer to that is yes. I think you can win football games with Ron Rivera. Not a terrible coach. And I would say that about Dan Quinn, by the way. Dan Quinn is, like, if someone's calling up and saying he's a bad coach, he's a terrible head coach, this is an awful hire. The first two of those things I think unequivocally are incorrect. I would even say that to call this a really bad hire probably isn't fair. It's certainly not the one that's on trend with what works in this league. It's not the one I would have wanted, but you you get what I'm saying, Daniel. Yeah. When I say Ron Rivera is an average NFL head coach, probably you see you see it through the right light. Maybe a tick above average. I don't know, but he is he's an NFL coach. There's 32 of them. And he's probably in that 16 to 22 range or whatever. Dan Quinn might be a little better or or the same or a little worse. I don't know, but comparable. My point is, if Adam Peters is who we think he is, if they hit on the number two pick with a new ownership group, all is not lost here. Disappointing for me because I wanted my trifecta and only two of my horses came in. I didn't get what I wanted on the coaching thing, but you can't always get what you want. Maybe Dan Quinn is what we need. Maybe we needed, maybe all they needed in Washington was just a leader of men, culture-building, defensive-minded, head coach from the NFC South who got to the Super Bowl that year that his quarterback was the MVP. Maybe that's what this team needed.
3: Again, hard to hard to figure right now. It's hard to see right now. Now again, I, I think a lot more of Dan Quinn than I do of Ron Rivera. That's I think it's maybe we per company, but that's but neither you didn't here nor there. When
2: they hired Rivera. You're using no, I, what you now view of oh, Rivera totally.
3: against Rivera. Totally. When but you
2: can't. This is the reverse car wash under Dan Snyder. The day he was hired, Ron Rivera and Dan Quinn were similar guys. It's like right now, the commander's group is at the senior bowl and mobile. Peters and all the, you know, Marty's and all the Marty, 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 and Marty. Mm-hmm. And they're walking around. And I guarantee you what's happening is they're walking around and people around the league are coming up going, hell of a job, guys. You, Great hire you got a good one. Dan Quinn, you guys got a good one. Because everyone in the league, look, they can't get it. Like, every morning you wake up, if you're a football cowboy and you're like, I love Dan Quinn and I can't wait for Sunday. Like, those are the things you say. So, like, everyone's high-fiving them right now. But
3: it was the same thing when when Ron was hired. That was, yeah, sure. But now, now that we... Bothered to study and look past the fact that he was nice to me at the Super Bowl that time. uh, Or actually went and looked and said, wait a minute. These results are not special. They're not good. And the employees are nobody but uh, guys with, with Charlotte area codes that are coming on a cell phone. And oh my God, what is happening? To me, Dan Quinn has turned in better homework over the last several years than Ron Rivera did his previous several years in Carolina. I know different positions. Ron is the head guy. But Dan Quinn's turning in good defensive work on a daily basis. Again, I know this Green Bay game notwithstanding. But he has been turning in good assignments, holding up his report card going, see, look at this. Rivera Rivera did that when he was a defensive coordinator as well. 15 years ago, as the league has moved on tenfold. That
2: was the last time he was a coordinator.
3: Yes, and he's been a middling head coach since. And to me, the resume of point of hire is better for Dan Quinn than it is for Rivera. But my point is the comparison of, like, Dan
2: Quinn's defenses are good as a coordinator, and Ron Rivera has failed as a GM and a head coach. Completely different job. One's a lot harder than the other. Well, very different. The last time Rivera had the Quinn job, his defense ranked number one in the NFL.
3: Yes, a long, long time ago as the league has changed 10 times over. To me, if Ron Rivera had gotten fired from Carolina, turned in great defensive homework on a couple stops as now I'm on my second place, okay, maybe I'd have been more receptive to it. But as after Quinn leaves Atlanta, again, he turns in good work as a defensive mind on a couple different stops. I've been I've been impressed with that more so than I was looking at Rivera's resume. The commanders did not do
2: the thing that works at the highest rate as far as hiring processes go. They bucked the trend. There are no absolutes, right? Exceptions happen. There are exceptions to every trend, and maybe they'll be the team that can punch through with the defensive-minded head coach. They seem to think so. Maybe their number two pick turns into Josh Allen, and Sean McDermott can hang around as one of the longest-tenured coaches in the league. Maybe their number two pick is Big Ben. And Mike Tomlin, 2.0, takes place here, and Dan Quinn is the coach for 17 years. Question for you guys is how you feeling today? How you feeling about the hire of Dan Quinn? Ben Johnson stayed in Detroit. Everyone kind of pivoted. It was like a scene out of Hook where the Lost Boys are running back and forth between Rufio and and Hook as they're yelling at each other in Neverland. And uh, I think the way it went was like, Basically, Rufio would say one thing, and all the Lost Boys would run over there and be like, yeah. And then uh, Peter Pan, it was it, would do the, you know, yell back at him. And, and they ran back run over back there, to yeah. him. That's what we were doing. Everyone ran to Ben Johnson and was like, we're lucky to have you, sir. And then he went back to Detroit, and then they said, uh, uh, Mike McDonald. And then they went over to him, they're like, we're lucky to have you, sir. And he's like, kick rocks. I'm going to Seattle. They're like, darn. And then they're like, Anthony Weaver, we're lucky to have you, sir. And he's like, uh, not up in here. He would have taken the job, but instead uh, they didn't offer him the job. It's Dan Quinn season. How do you feel? 800-636-1067, MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, on Grant
3: and Danny.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
1: Well, I think he was square in the conversation the whole time. And then as you go through the process, there are certain people that just drop out, unavailable, get hired, whatever it may be. And I think there are a couple of things that you have to remember here. Number one, I think that in a perfect world, they wanted to hire somebody who was not a first-time head coach, who had experience so that they didn't have a first-time head coach and a first-time GM. I think that mattered to them in some form or another. I also think it was important for them, that when you're going through a process like this, you get a lot of calls from a lot of people speaking out on behalf of various candidates. But I know that of all the candidates they considered, there there were no, there was nobody that got more unsolicited calls, more recommendations, more people backing and more support than Dan Quinn.
2: That was Adam Schefter. The only thing that's weird about that answer to me. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the Fan. When he suggests they didn't want to pair first-time GM Adam Peters with a first-time head coach, they interviewed almost all first-time head coaches except Dan Quinn. A uh, Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris. But but I'm I'm, I'm saying almost all. Oh right? yeah. Nearly so, all. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Weaver, Johnson, Sloweth, yep. McDonald, enemy. Six of the eight guys that they interviewed would have been first-time head coaches. So if that was a priority, that's kind of weird, right? Tells me that it probably wasn't a priority.
3: It became a priority once it shook out this way.
2: I do want to know more about how they put the list together. You know, It sounds like maybe they just they got together, and it was mostly Adam Peters running this process from what I've gathered. I think this is the list of guys he really wanted to talk to that was the consensus top candidates in his mind in the league. They interviewed half as many as some teams. They interviewed the fewest number of candidates. They only interviewed two outside offensive options. Most teams interviewed four to six. I have my questions about the list that this whole thing started with, but none of that matters now, I guess. Dan Quinn is the hire. So here's how you sell Dan Quinn. You tell me what I'm missing here. If we're doing a come on out to see the commander's like on the local news where you're not really getting into the context and the substance because you got 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. You're just like, the commanders got their guy. And there's like a big Chiron that says, Dan Quinn to D.C., DQ in D.C. or whatever. Here's what I've come up with. One of the most respected leaders in the National Football League. One of the brightest defensive minds in football. He'll be a really good partner with Adam Peters in the GM head coach mold that they're looking for. And this is the one area where mm-hmm. this hire and what I wanted kind of meshes. Dan Quinn is not elbowing in for personnel like Mike Vrabel would have. It's pretty clear, by the way. Belichick, Vrabel. Yeah, they didn't want guys ball. with that
3: cachet or that that aura to them that would sort of butt guys aside. Like a first-time GM going, this is who we're drafting. And then Bill Belichick shoots you a, a stare down yeah. I don't for five seconds. I Peters you know?
2: wanted oxygen sucked out of the right. room. It's his show. I think he got that in Quinn. There'll be a good tandem, which is what I'm looking I want that McVay. Sneed thing, the thing that Detroit has right now, Holmes and Campbell. Everybody loves him in the league. That'll help with recruiting players and staff. He can put together a better staff probably than the younger, more exciting options that were left. You know, if you're comparing him to Aaron Glenn or Anthony Weaver as an example, Quinn's going to put together a better staff. This one doesn't sound like a compliment initially, but stick with me. So he's not special, and he's not going to be particularly great. But he's also not terrible. He's not an imposter. And I'm not saying that's, like, all that fun to say he's he's not. But my point is the floor with him is lower. I don't know if you want to call him safe. I'm not sure that it is safe. Safe would infer that there's a really good chance it works out. You know, I heard JP was saying he's safe. I'm not knocking him, but I I don't completely agree with that. I know
3: what you mean, but I I have the same kind of eyebrow raise when I hear that word, too. He's
2: more of a known than the other guys. The ceiling is higher. So if that means he's safer than... So be it. Uh, But I just think that you know that it won't be a disaster. You could, three months in, find out that Aaron Glenn wasn't ready, that Anthony Weaver needs a couple of years, needs to be a coordinator, that Ben Johnson is not who you thought he was. And at least in Dan Quinn's case, he's done this before. The worst that could happen is he's just okay, and the offensive staff isn't as special as the one in Atlanta when they helped carry him to the Super Bowl.
3: The thing that I would add, and I would try to emphasize if, I, if I'm if i doing the salesmanship here, is his guys punch above their weight class. His guys do more than you'd expect them to do. Not come in with a bunch of hype and attention and underachieve. Micah Parsons meets expectations. He's a superstar. You look up and it's not... Well, you see, sometimes he gets double teamed and he's really generational, but, but, but you, you have to understand that it's hard for him sometimes 14, 15 sacks a year, dominant. Every time he rushes the passer, he's a factor causing turnovers, wreaking havoc. Other guys that you've never even heard of get plug and play. They lose, uh, you know, I don't know, lose a uh, Trayvon Diggs. Somebody else leads the league in picks and scores a bunch of touchdowns more than most wide receivers do. He finds guys. They outperform expectations. Don't you want some of that here? That, to me, will be my number one selling point.
2: Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Washington Commanders. It's Kind of just hitting me. Yeah. Dan Quinn, man. Like, right now. Big who's... booth guy, by the way. Sits there in the booth, mm. looking down from the 400 level. With Stands hat, up, pumps that fist. Hat backwards. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't cross his arms. He kind of does a hands on the side of his waist bit. But he all, he is more energetic on the sideline. He will pump his
3: fist. I just on. want him to talk into the headset, even if he's just doing a monologue. I think
2: he will. I, I want like, that. He might even dare I say call defensive. Players. Don't
3: get crazy on me now. I think he might call. I some just want him players. to be talking to somebody. Drabby,
2: who loves Dan Quinn, because Drab is a Seahawks fan. And right. If, if you've ever like worn a Seahawks jersey, Dan, you you worship the ground Dan Quinn walks on. So Drabby saw me out in the hallway, and he's like, "Dude, sorry about this. I know this is a tough day, or whatever." And uh, (laughs) and he said, but aren't you a little bit excited for, like, how good the defense is going to be? Now, mind you, the defense in Atlanta was never particularly good when he was the head coach. I think they had one top 10 season, if memory serves. The Defense is great when he's the coordinator, but when he's the head coach, it's been a different story. But I digress. He's like, the Legion of Boom, man, like, you guys are going to be physical and DBs are going to be awesome. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Offense, man. Points. (laughs) How many points will they score? Uh. That's what counts. That's who wins in the National Football League.
3: By the way, Seattle didn't really seem to want him either. Is Since that Trump, telling? At a Seattle place where he's knows beloved? better than anybody. John Se- Snyder's still there? Seems uh. like he
2: wanted that job, wanted to go home. Yeah. They said, we actually prefer Mike McDonald. We've got somebody else in mind, but thank you so much. If that's one of the things that's hard to escape. Because all the things I just said in terms of the, the pitch for Dan Quinn, I think, are true. Mm-hmm. It is not as bad maybe as it looks on the outside. It's just unexciting and boring, and it's a clone of what you just had, which makes it even worse. Having said that, you could have done a lot worse probably, which is a great slogan to put on your business card.
3: (laughs) That's just what I want people to say about me. I'm going to do that for my comedy business cards. You (laughs) You could could do do a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) Book me. But it's just tough. You're the
2: last team to hire a guy. Seven other clubs hired a coach, and and they didn't hire Dan Quinn. I saw my boy Ben Standing from The Athletic tweeted yesterday something like, you know, Dan Quinn was the number two guy or the number three guy at worst in this cycle. Hey, I don't know who voted on that. Who got together and voted on that? that that's my first been hired
3: before last. retort.
2: But second yeah. would be, haven't seven coaches been hired? That math doesn't quite math for me.
3: So let's do our impromptu rankings. Maybe Harbaugh one. I would say Harbaugh,
2: well, I would say Ben Johnson won probably. Yeah. Harbaugh, two. I would have thought Belichick or, or Ray, but it didn't seem like there was a ton of All the guys that got hired.
3: Raheem Morris, probably pretty hot commodity. Certainly
2: got hired quicker yeah. and had
3: more interest. So that's we still haven't gotten to Dan Quinn yet for second or third. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: yeah, I mean there were there were names out there. Mike McDonald who, who got the job over Dan Quinn in yep. Seattle. And
3: mm-hmm. you know, who has
2: way more ink has been spent on Mike McDonald than Dan Quinn. But I digress. Uh, eight jobs. The last one to be filled was Dan Quinn. That's just tough to get past. But They got their guy, didn't they? They got a guy. They got a guy. That's what they should tweet out. We got a guy. We got a guy. (laughs) Instead of the we got our guy tweet that we've been waiting for, like bald-headed, goateed up, Dan Quinn, big picture, fist pumping on the sideline, NFC title game moment. We got a guy. We got a
3: guy. (laughs) A a person has been hired.
2: That's a T-shirt, by the way. Grant and Danny, we want to hear from you guys next. Dan Quinn is the head coach of the
3: Commanders. How you feeling? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over
4: here.
3: Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month
1: with eligible trade-in when you switch.
5: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When I heard Dan Quinn was, in the, was, was up and being interviewed for this job, I just think there, there couldn't be a better person for that role. You know? And what I mean by that is just when I was with him in Atlanta, like he made this work environment that was so exciting. Every day was such an exciting opportunity to come to work. You wanted to be in the building. You were all moving in the right direction. And that's him. That's how he addressed the players. That's him, how he empowered his coaching staff and I just I never had so much fun playing football as I did um, from a head coaching standpoint as I did when I was in Atlanta and so he deserves a ton of credit for that I think he's got a great vision for um, kind of how to build a culture I also think he understands some of his shortcomings and some of his failings from from his time in Atlanta and I think he's ready to kind of have an opportunity to fix that so I know a lot of people are really excited about Ben Johnson offensive coach all those different things but I think it's important for for fans and people outside of that process to understand that the head coach has to be a motivator and a manager at the highest level. And I think Dan Quinn brings that. I think he also brings innovative, innovative football. And I think when you look at his resume, think about how bad the Cowboys defense was the year before he got there. And, and in, in an offseason, it transitioned. It was a lot of the same players. And the thing that's different is obviously the scheme, but obviously creating that bind with the players, creating the relationship with the players.
2: That was Logan Paulson, as heard right here on Grant and Danny when we were asking him about Dan Quinn in the last week. Welcome back. You are listening to the fan. Question for you guys is, how are you feeling? Commander's going against the trend in the National Football League here over the years that's been successful in this era. Uh, It should be noted, I guess, that the majority of the teams that have hired coaches in this cycle have done that, which was kind of the speculation going in. Some of that is the caliber of the offensive minds. I think also, though, the Raiders didn't get to have a search right. because their players de- demanded that Antonio Pierce get the job who had earned it. Two things can be true, by the way. He did earn that job. Mm-hmm. They also probably could have had a search and may have found someone that they wanted to give the job to more. In other words, if there's an uh, an opening, Danny, that you want, you could do everything right and earn it. Danny earned that job. They hired someone else sure. who might be better at it. If I busted my butt to get some job. And then Howard Stern said he wanted it. They should probably hire Howard
3: Stern. Right. There's a famous line from the wire ain't got nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like that's part of it. But to be fair, sure. he
2: yeah. earned it and the players wanted him to get it. So the Raiders didn't get to have a search defensive hire. Uh, the Patriots did not have a search either. They just promoted from within. They already had a clause, like some college program where Gerard Mayo got the gig. They love him. They think he's a rising star. They're allowed to do that. That's their prerogative. But that's two of the defensive hires in this cycle where you didn't even talk to an offensive mind to see, <laughs> if anybody could have wowed you. Uh, then you go to Seattle, where they've kind of done it that way for a long time with Pete Carroll, defensive-minded organization, one of the few left. They go with Mike McDonald. So I guess the surprises to me are more Washington going that route and certainly Atlanta, having done the same uh, as close as they are from a personnel standpoint, feeling like they're maybe a quarterback away. But to the phones we go. want to check out what you guys think here and take your temperature. 800 636 1067 Shane is in Oxen Hill. What's up, Shane? Hey
3: Shane.
4: What's going on, fellas, man? Stick with me, stick with me, man. So um first and foremost, it's a it's a baffling thing to me that you would hire Bob Erm and all these other guys in here, right? To to hire Dan Quinn. Secondly, I believe you know the Secretary of Defense or something. We need such a leader, but that's just a new word for high character guy. That's a, that's a wrong word for high character guys. Um, thirdly, can we please stop? Like Dan Quinn took these guys to the Super Bowl. That was an officer driven team. Matt Ryan won the MVP. Okay, that was a Kyle Shanahan-led team to the Super Bowl. Okay, guys. And and lastly, this guy coached the Legion of Boom for two years. He didn't put it together. Okay. None of that. He coached him for two years. It's a terrible hire, man. And it, I just lose all faith in Adam Peters already. If you can't Oof. hire the correct, you know, coach, why should we believe in that this is going to work with him co- selecting the first, you know, uh, the best players? Look, I also you,
2: don't like the hire. I don't think it's a terrible hire. And where I would push back and defend Peters as someone who thinks he's going to be really good is – While this does not look like it was a clean search, and I don't think it was a particularly productive one, the bigger fish to fry coming up here is quarterback. I would judge him more based on that. Also, we don't know if Dan Quinn is going to do a good job or not. Like You can have your opinion now that he won't, as an example. I think he'll be a lot like Rivera, kind of a middling head coach. You'll have a better GM and a better ownership, so the team will be better than it was under Ron and ideally if you hit a home run at quarterback at number 2 Danny the team could actually be really good. Sure, yeah. I just don't think you're going to be exceptional as a, you know, from a head coaching standpoint. But there are plenty of teams in the league that aren't exceptional in that area who find ways to win when you hit on the spectacular quarterback. I wouldn't say I'm out on Peters because we don't like what he did. In other words, we can disagree with the process, mm-hmm. I do. We can disagree with the hire, I do. This isn't like um Black and white or, you know, like a a math problem where it's four or nothing. You know, two plus two definitely equals four. Dan Quinn's the hire. You can't say it's terrible. I mean, the guy did coach in the Super Bowl. I don't think it's a good one. I I think it's a a bad hire. But it's not like they went and grabbed some guy at a high school in Florida.
3: Well, yeah. You you start stacking a few of these together, though, then you can make, to me, a better value judgment about Peters, right? Like, if there are data points that don't look kind, a.k.a whoever they pick number two is a bust and, you know, is out drinking every night and doesn't show up to practice and gets suspended and then they they DFA him, uh, you know, the, the middle of his sophomore year, okay, maybe that's not great or, you know, free agent busts or otherwise. You start adding those things up, you go, okay, maybe he wasn't a great hire. I think it's too early for that. Again, this process, how it went, it's hard for me to feel good about anybody that's there right now. Well, let me rephrase. I still feel good about everybody. It's hard for me to give them any any positive credit for this one doesn't change the fact that I'm excited oh, yeah. about the Harris ownership group, Peters, I'm not just blindly
2: going to write A-plus down. Yeah. I'm grading the paper how I see the paper. But, man, do I hope they're right. You had all the information and all the data in front of you that screams do this thing, and they did another thing. And the, the weirdest part to me is where did that list of eight come from? Really, it was seven because they gave the enemy the, the first interview. But where did that come from exactly? And why weren't there more names that were offensive on that list? Uh, now, with Quinn hired, if he's going to look good, if this thing's going to work, if they're going to win, the offensive staff is is the whole ball game here. Ahead of drafting a quarterback at number two, very likely. Let's get into that next on Grant and Danny.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.